Spoiler alert! Hey, erotica lovers! This is your favorite host, Lala Loves of Lala's Bedtime Tales Erotic Stories, dropping in with a quick message before you begin this week's episode. This week's erotic tale overlaps with the first episode of January, Deep Love of Domination. So, I suggest you listen to that one first before diving into this week's House of Kink episode. It's time for Lala's Bedtime Tales. Grab your wine, dim the lights, and get ready to listen to an oh-so-sexy bedtime story. I'm Lala, and I want to tell you an erotic story guaranteed to turn you on and get you hot and bothered. So, listen up. Hello, beautiful listeners. Welcome to the latest episode of Lala's Bedtime Tales. This week's erotic tale takes you back into the world of the Levin Mafia. It's dark. It's oh so kinky, and it'll have you on the edge of your seat. I'm sure some of you listening can relate to the story of losing yourself in your work, forgetting about daily life, and not having much of a social life. Well, Lala's here to tell you that is not the best way to live life. (laughs) Oh no, honey. Mirza Patel finds out in this week's sexy story that she's been missing out by being a workaholic and she craves to find her sexual awakening and spontaneity again. But is there such a thing of having the perfect balance in one's life? So let's dive right into the twisted, dark, and oh so dangerous erotica tale. I hear the roaring of my rapid heartbeat in my ears. I feel like my heart will beat out of my chest and I will go into cardiac arrest within the next few minutes. My palms are sweaty and I keep fidgeting as Cherry, my FBI informant, takes makeup onto my face. It's been ages since I've worn makeup or have even chosen to venture out of my house to hit a night out on the town with my closest girlfriend. After years of working in the cybercrimes unit and spending hours watching the heinous, horrific crimes of the dark web, it has made me become a dowdy hermit. So, I keep asking myself, how did I, Marissa Patel, get herself into the stressful role with the FBI? I have become content working on projects that monitor online sex work, bring down human traffickers, and sex rings behind the safety of my computer screen. Typically, Cherry did the heavy lifting for me by being the faith and point of contact that helped set up these takedowns. However, a few months ago, my boss had me create an OnlyFans page under the alias Serenity. This was an attempt to see if we could find any connections to people using this website as a front for illegal activity. Well, let's just say, with the assistance of Cherry, we made Serenity, an OnlyFans success 
overnight. Serenity has quickly become my alter ego. She is the sensual, confident woman that all men want to taste and all women envy. But that's not the craziest part of this entire predicament. Somehow, my alter ego got on the radar of the infamous Russian mobsters, the Levin Mafia. I swallow hard as I remember the day my boss called me into his office to inform me that I'd be working on a case with the organized crime unit for a few months. My jaw had hit the ground while everything became a series of stressful events after that. So, now I find myself stationed in Las Vegas, Nevada as an undercover FBI agent for the organized crime unit. Cherry is my saving grace in this whole situation because of her past career as a sex worker. She will be able to help me navigate this undercover gig. Marissa Patel, the Indian girl that has always been known for her intelligence and academic accolades, would be going undercover as a sex pod. I am absolutely mortified. And my job at the FBI is slowly pulling me out of my comfort zone. Actually, I am starting to wonder why I even studied so hard in school and attained advanced degrees if they were just going to weaponize my sexuality and gender as a means to waging a war on crime. I have begun to second guess if being an FBI agent was truly my dream career because it was becoming a source of continuous humiliation for me by the minute. Damn, girl! Every time I work my magic, you're the hottest bitch in the room. Every other woman is going to fade to the background when you walk into this brothel, Cherry boasts as she spins me around to admire my reflection. I knew I was an attractive woman. I've never doubted my level of sexual appeal and stellar genes my mother passed on to me. I mean, in my early 20s, I had many boyfriends and even a few girlfriends. But the more settled I got into my career and the terrors I witnessed, I became less vain and more frumpy over time. As I stare at the gorgeous woman staring back at me in the mirror, I am starting to realize I have become too secure with my withdrawal from the world beyond a computer screen. Before now, there hadn't been a need for me to follow beauty trends since I was a computer whiz that worked behind a screen all day. Though, after tonight's makeover from Cherry, I am definitely feeling myself. She has added a shimmer lotion to my copper-colored skin that has me glowing like a goddess. My full lips are painted a vibrant hot pink, making my pout stand out. My eyes are alluring due to the full false lashes. Cherry has given me bedroom eyes with the ultimate bronze smoky eye. My hair has been curled and sprayed with enough hairspray to kill the ozone layer. Cherry wants to secure my golden age Hollywood glam curls won't fall no matter the situation I find myself in tonight. Lastly, my body rivals the hottest 1950s pinup girls, especially encased in the sexy black and fuchsia velvet and leather bondage corset and thong set. 
accompanied by thigh-high stockings to finish the look. I take slow, long, deep breaths as I try not to focus on how my full D-cup breaths overflow from the cup, nor acknowledge the fact my wide hip and round derriere will be the only thing anyone will notice tonight. Hurry up, Cherry yells, pushing a black trench coat my way and motioning me towards the door. I roll my eyes, knowing my new and infuriating partner, Seth Warren, will get a kick out of tonight's getup. My breathing comes out in pants like I have run a 5K marathon as I slip on my sky-high heels and shrug on my black trench coat. It's showtime, baby! I shake the negative thoughts of feeling like a D-list Sandra Bullock in Miss Congeniality and give myself a pep talk to embody the persona of serenity. <clears throat> Cherry clears her throat and gives me a small smile of reassurance as we step out of the safe house and into the Vegas nightlife. I am pleasantly surprised with how tasteful and luxurious the brothel the Pleasure Playhouse is in decor and clientele. It's a massive building decked out in Moulin Rouge themed decor, and each floor is based on the kink that caters to its clientele's taste, putting the sex workers on full display for its patrons, partaking in that floor's designated kink. As the floor's numbers get higher, the kinkier, the sex act, on the ascending levels of the Pleasure Playhouse. Based on the meetings between the Levin Mafia associates that ran the brothel, I, Will, or shall I say, Serenity, will be a sex worker on the fourth floor, which caters to voyeurism. Cherry has explained to me this floor is called the Voix or Jag floor, and it has a community space in the center where we will be performing tonight. Then. Men can bid on us, and we'll be taken to one of the private rooms to put on a salacious private show for the highest bidder. This information makes me feel sick to my stomach, and I have to shake out all negative self-talk from my mind. I could do this. I was serenity. A sex pot with all the sexual confidence in the world. Cherry and I walked down a dimly lit hallway to a black door guarded by two large, bulky Russian men who smell of sweaty sex and spell alcohol. Once inside, we are shoved into a tight space with one other girl in a pitch-dark room. Before I can wrap my head around everything happening, a bright light comes on, blinding me, causing my head to throb. Quickly, the lights dim and sensual music starts pulsing throughout the room. Frozen to my spot, I watch the buxom, lavender-haired Cherry take the lead in the performance. As I look out into the room, I realize we are in cages, extended in the air, like pieces of meat for men to watch while they stroke their erect dicks to get their rocks off. Cherry grinds against my hips and places my hands on her large, hell rests to snap me out of my trance. This is all I need to get my game face on and begin to dance. 
embodying the vivacious spirit of serenity. As Cherry twerks her ass on the third girl in a cage, she smacks a nice wet one on my lips, forcing her tongue into my mouth. My body begins to heat at my wet core as our tongues dance together in my mouth. Feeling my sexual attraction to Cherry take over, I eagerly pull her big breath out of her frilly sheer bralette and begin rolling and pinching her nipples between my fingers. Cherry lets out a murmur of pleasure as she moves her mouth to the shell of my ear, setting my skin on fire with sexual arousal. The third girl comes into my focus as she moves closer to me and strokes her tongue down my neck, causing me to shiver in pleasure. Cherry and the mysterious woman in the cage with us begin to pull off my corset top bring my breasts and leaving them on full display for the entire room. Before I get a chance to become self-conscious of the exposure of my intimate body parts, two wet mouths cover my nipples. Mm. I let out a low, throaty groan of sexual delight as both women tease my nipples with their tongues until they are so hard and so erect. My eyes start out into the crowded room of spectators and everything melts away as I catch sight of a breathtakingly handsome man. This man is so hot and so sexy that I can't tear my gaze from his once his dark, cold eyes land on mine. This handsome man gives me a slow, light, cocky smile that dazzles me, making me get more into the performance. I pull on the platinum blonde high ponytail of the mystery woman and lift her gaze to mine. She stands up submissively and our lips quickly tangle together as she grabs a handful of my tits as Cherry breaks away and begins performing a personal strip tease to the music. As we passionately kiss, I keep one hand fisted into the blonde's long ponytail exerting domination over her while my other hand caresses down the front of her body and between her thighs. Her pussy is so wet with arousal as I unsnap her leather bodysuit and delve my fingers into the wet, engorged folds of her cleft. She lets out a moan of pleasure, freeing her mouth from mine and sinking her teeth into my earlobe, causing my eyes to roll to the back of my head in sexual bliss. I swirl my fingers around her clitoris and then down to her center and stroke inside of her with two fingers. I sink my teeth into the blonde's neck, twirling her ponytail tighter around my hand and continue playing with her tight little pussy. The blonde's moans get louder and louder as I finger fuck her into oblivion. Her hot center tightens around my fingers as she comes apart within my grasp, covering my fingers with the sweet, sweet honey of her climax. I bring my fingers up to her mouth and she looks at me with satiated, hooded blue eyes as she slowly sucks my fingers into her mouth, tasting her orgasm. My eyes drift over to the beautiful man and I feel satisfaction to see his face flustered with arousal as his eyes narrow at me in a challenge. The music comes to a stop. 
and the lights brighten as a loud voice booms through the room. I cringe in fear as the bidding starts, signifying the end of the tantalizing sexual performances of caged women. Wow is the only thought that crosses my mind. Who knew that I would find this so exhilarating and empowering? Maybe this is why Cherry wore her sexual prowess as a badge of honor and is so shameless in her sexuality. But I am quickly brought down to earth and my heartbeat begins to race as the first cage of women are sold. My eyes peruse the crowd of men in pursuit of annoying ass, Seth Warren. My partner, Seth, is undercover as well. However, since he's lucky enough to be born with a dick, he got to pose as a member of the Pleasure Playhouse. Tonight, his job was to outbid any patron to ensure that Cherry and I wouldn't end up in a private room at the mercy of some random Pleasure Playhouse client. One by one, the cages are bought and sold. I hold my breath and stand proudly when the bidding begins on mine and Cherry's cage. Prices ring out so fast and loud from the crowd that I can't keep up. I hear a familiar voice ring out at $2 million and I let out a slow hiss as Seth grins at me proudly. To be honest with myself, Seth does look smoking hot tonight in a dapper black tuxedo with his dark, thick hair gelled into a sophisticated style. I slowly shake my head in self-hate of thoughts of Seth being any amount of attractive. These disgusting thoughts make my skin crawl. The room gets quiet and I squeeze Cherry's hand with my sweaty palm until I feel the hot, challenging stare of the handsome man. The gorgeous man I couldn't keep my gaze off of earlier. Only moments before the bidding, I taunted the attractive man in my sexual performance. I feel a lump in my throat when our eyes meet, and his dark gaze makes me break out in goosebumps. He slowly checks me out and then opens his mouth and states, Five million dollars. My eyes slide to Seth who comes back and counters, Eight million dollars. The handsome man exclaims, Twenty-five! million dollars. There are loud gasps throughout the room. My eyes nervously look over at Seth and his face is as white as a sheet. Mother fuck! This man had one job and he failed it. I am so fucking pissed. I hated nothing more in a partner and co-worker than categorical incompetence. Everything else happens in a blur as we're led out the cage and lined up into a hallway. We're then shuffled into a private room where the handsome man sits before us. My eyes dart nervously around the room and I'm surprised by how comfortable and gorgeous the private rooms are at this brothel. We're in a large room fitted like a presidency suite of a five-star luxury hotel. In the center of the room is a king-sized canopy bed that faces a sitting room with plush couches and armchairs. The room decor matches the Moulin Rouge aesthetic of the rest of the Pleasure Playhouse. 
The handsome man stands silently, towering over all three of us women. He hands us each a bottle of water and then leans back in his armchair leisurely. I drink from the bottle of water greedily, not realizing how thirsty I am from the earlier performance. Unsurprisingly, Terry breaks a long stretch of silence between him and us. So handsome. What do you want from us tonight? She questions flirtatiously with her hands on her hip. He cracks a smile, flashing his beautiful, perfect, curly white teeth at us, which puts me at ease. I mean, our situation could be a hell of a lot worse. We could be in a room with a greasy, unattractive man with a foul body odor. Luckily, this man is drop-dead gorgeous, but one has to wonder how wild his cheek will go that is rooted in voyeurism. Patiently, we wait as his eyes slide from one woman to the next as if he's working through a fantasy in his mind. He rubs the dark, scruffy facial hair on his chiseled jaw and his tongue darts over his kissable mouth. My clitoris throbs in sexual want and anticipation as my eyes follow the actions of his tongue. My mind wanders to thoughts of my pussy spread wide while I sit on his face as he feasts upon me. It's so quiet in the room, I can hear the ticking of the wall clock. He leafly swaggers over to a cupboard, gets out a black strap on, and hands it over to the mysterious blind. He towers over us and begins barking out instructions. I want Blindy to fuck you two with the strap on while I watch. I want Big Tits with the purple hair to be on her back the whole time, and you, me, I blurt out and he gives me an inquisitive stare and the two other women look at me like I've grown three heads. He runs his hands through his wavy, sandy brown hair and continues as if I haven't spoken. Yes, you, the exotic looking one with the pierced big boots. I want you to entertain me while Blondie pounds into the other's pussy with the dildo. I'm in the mood to watch some girl on girl action tonight. After giving his spill, he strides back over to his seat and stares at us with eyes clouded with desire. Cherry strips completely naked and lays down on the bed while the blonde follows suit and secures the strap-on dildo into place around her pelvis. I close my eyes and take a deep breath, and my eyes clash with his challengingly. I slowly unlace the corset let it hit the floor and walk towards him, giving him a sexy floor show as I undress. If he wants me to entertain him, then entertainment for me is what he'll be getting, even if it might be more than what he's bargained for in this private room. I slide my hands over my voluptuous body, toying with my nipple piercing, making him shift uncomfortably in his seat. I shimmy slowly out of my thong and talk to him. I walk over to him and stand within touching distance of him, and I turn my back on him so my ass is in his face. I smile to myself as I hear his sharp intake of breath while I kick off my heels. Bending over, I begin to roll down my socks. 
As I look at him from between my wide spread leg, I can see him as I slowly remove my hosiery. I begin to finger my pussy and let out exaggerated moans while I watch his hand move to grope a handful of my ass. I stand up straight, walking out of his reach to meet the other girls on a king-size bed. I watch as he chews on his bottom lip and his nostrils flare in anger from the way I toyed with him with my little sexy strip tease. Cherry and the blonde are hot and heavily sucking each other's faces as I crawl in between them and begin deep-throating the black dildo. I force it all the way back to my throat to make sure to get it nice and lubricated with my saliva. I pull it out of my mouth and wrap my tongue around the toy, leaving nothing to the imagination for the handsome man enjoying the show. I whirl my tongue around the tip and suck the dildo back and forth until it glistens with the wet moisture from my mouth. I hear him let out a low, throaty growl as Cherry slaps my ass and we shuffle positions on the bed. Sit on my face, Cherry loudly whispers as I turn to look at her hesitantly. She gives me a cheeky smile and pulls back on my waist. The blonde grabs Cherry by her hips and enters her body. Cherry lets out a loud groan of pleasure as the blonde begins to pump into her body. Cherry's boobs bounce in a mesmerizing circle, and her face flusters a sexy red, making me get so hot and so wet. I position my hips above Cherry's mouth, spread my hips wide, and lower my hot, wet fur onto Cherry's face. As soon as her tongue flicks my clitoris, I nearly explode. My eyes fly wide in a loud moan of ecstasy breaks from our lips as I ride Cherry's face. I search out the handsome stranger's face and he's watching me intently. So I give him a flirty smile and grope my breast. His eyes narrow as I lean forward and begin rubbing my tongue over the blonde's curt nipples until she lets out a throaty groan. Damn, Cherry is too damn good at fucking me with her tongue. I can't focus. I begin to feel myself lose my mind as my orgasm builds in my body. It has been so long since I have had sex. It's been over two years since my long-term girlfriend dumped me because the FBI had taken over my life. I hadn't realized how horny and sex-starved I've become until the sexual experience. I completely let go of my inhibitions and thoroughly tune into fucking both women. A loud scream rips through my body as I come all over Cherry's face, smothering her climactic screams as she orgasms from the blonde fucking her out of her mind. I lay my sweaty forehead against the blonde's breast as I try to catch my breath for my explosive climax. Oh shit, I'm probably smothering Cherry. I raise my head and roll over to the opposite of Cherry, who winks at me with a goofy grin. I run my hand down my face in distress and mortification, while my boss's words, any means necessary, echoes through my mind. This threesome has been the best fuck in a long while for me. 
My informant is pure talent in bed, and it'll be hard to act normal around her as we move forward in our work. At this moment, I feel like I am officially in deep as Serenity, and there is no going back from this undercover gig. <clears throat> the handsome stranger clears his throat, and we all turn our attention to him. He's leaning on the canopy of the bed with a huge smile on his face. Thank you, ladies. That was quite a show. He laughs, giving us a round of applause. I rise on my elbows and roll my eyes. Cherry hops off the bed and slaps the handsome stranger's taut ass as she walks around and grabs her clothes from the floor. He looks at her in surprise and gives her a nervous laugh as he shakes his head. Was it enjoyable and up to your standards, pretty boy? Cherry playfully asks, pouting her lips at him. Absolutely. It was worth every penny, he says, and then slowly turns his gaze on me and finishes his statement, if not worth even more. My gaze locks with his while I stay seated on the bed as his eyes roam over my body in sexual appreciation. Even though I am weak from my orgasm, his gaze on my naked body sets me aflame and makes desire pull between my thighs. I hop off the bed, realizing the blonde has dressed and left the room and Cherry is fully dressed, loitering at the door waiting for me. His gaze follows mine over to Cherry, and he grabs my arm as I begin walking towards my clothes. His grasp gets tighter on my arm, and he shouts in Cherry's direction, Leave us! My eyes flare to his with anger, and Cherry's back goes ramrod straight and looks fearfully between us. I give her a curt nod, and she discreetly backs out of the room. I hold my head up high and ready in case this man has these fucking balls to try some foul shit with me. He licks his lips, relaxes his grasp on my arm, and twirls a piece of my thick, dark curls around his fingers. What do you want? I question boldly. I feel a shiver, unsure if it's from being physically cold or the sexual heat that burns between us. Will you allow me to at least get dressed? I ask not waiting for a response to my first question. The beautiful man continues to ignore me and steps more into my space. I'm anxious to get dressed to feel less vulnerable alone in this room with this stranger. Let me see you again outside of this place and one-on-one. -on -one, he pants as his mouth descends towards mine. Our lips touch and he kisses me passionately, darting his tongue between my lips the second my lips part. He holds my head in place, making the kiss more demanding and kissing me breathless. He lifts his lips from mine, not pausing as he drags his tongue down my chin to my breast. I suck in a sharp breath as he kneels in front of me, taking my right nipple between his teeth while trailing his other hand towards the cleft between my thighs. I am so wet and so hot, which causes me to moan loudly when his fingers delve into my heated, wet center. As his fingers penetrate and rubs my G-spot, he moves his head to my left nipple and begins the same erotic torture to this overly sensitive, erect bud. He massages my engorged clitoris between his thumb and index finger, lifting his head from my breast. Do you want me to stop, he asks, with laughter in his voice. I violently shake my head and he gives me the same cocky smirk as when our eyes first met. 
The handsome stranger gently kisses me down my stomach to my mouth. I close my eyes and take a breath as his mouth lands on my center that's dripping wet and ready for him to fuck me with his tongue. I feel my orgasm instantly built, setting me on fire as his mouth pieces of my hot, wet pussy. Already overly sensitized, I immediately shouted into a thousand pieces seeing sparkles as I fall. My legs give out beneath me. I feel him pick me up and place me on the bed laying down beside me. Man, I need to fuck more. I should not be shattering to pieces every time someone shows me any sexual gratification. I open one eye and see him hovering above me with a stupid smile on his lips. Are you done? I ask impatiently, averting my gaze from this sexy man. When can I see you again? Just you and me, away from this place. He asks, allowing me to sit upon the bed, putting some space between us. Why? Don't have another $25 million to purchase me? I ask haughtily, refusing to meet his gaze. He lets out a loud, howling laugh, rolling off the bed gathering my clothes and tossing them to me as I sit in the bed. I snatch the clothes up and dress quickly, not wanting to feel so vulnerable being the only nude person in the room. I don't see what's so funny, I exclaim, crossing my arms under my breast, causing his gaze to linger on my oversized chest. I am Oleg Levin. I own the fucking Pleasure Playhouse and a hell of a lot more than this place. I paid so much money to boost your ego because you seem shy performing in person. I found your OnlyFans page and told my team I wanted you here by any means necessary. You fascinate me, he states, leaving me to pick my chin off the floor. Oleg fucking Levin, the kingpin of the Levin Mafia. I thought he'd be overweight and unattractive. This man was pretty much hidden from the public's view, never showing his face. No one could get me a picture of him. This was too good to be true. For the first time in my life, I have gotten lucky. This man has just fallen into my lap, <laughs> almost literally. I stood up on wobbly legs from all the sexual pleasure I have experienced tonight. I walked towards the door and I questioned, what are your expectations? A rich, pretty boy isn't just wanting to whine and dine a girl like me. Oleg gives me a sly, arrogant smile and confidently states, I want to own you. I want men I'm close with to fuck you while I walk, and I want to fuck you senseless. You may be able to buy me, but I can't be owned, playboy. I say smugly, opening the door, watching a smirk cross his face. As I walk out the room, he screams after me, Game on, gorgeous. I enjoy a challenge. Soon you'll be as obsessed with me as I am with you. I feel my stomach flutter with butterflies, and I walk to the end of the hall to meet Cherry. Several weeks have gone by since my first encounter with Oleg at the Pleasure Playhouse. Every night I have shown up, I have been whisked away to a private room for just us. Slowly, I was getting to know the person that was Oleg Levin, and he wasn't what I expected. He's a good listener, and there is no limit to the lengths he will go to woo me into his bed. 
Oleg was taking up more and more of my thoughts and feeling less and less like a job to me. I walk into the safe house and annoying ass Seth and our handlers greet me. Today was one of our rare debriefing days to see if we were moving anywhere in our FBI investigation. Seth winked at me as I walked into the room and I greeted him with a look of disgust. This man was aggravating and the bane to my existence, constantly touching me and making perverse comments. I'm dying to know what went on in the private room, Seth questions, smacking his lips at me. I roll my eyes at his antics while taking a sip of my coffee. Seth bumps my shoulder, continuing. Did I miss out on some girl-on-girl or an orgy with that guy? Clearly, something must have gone down since the mission hasn't been aborted. Since your ass fucked up putting Cherry and I in danger, you're lucky I could manage to keep from blowing our cover, dick shit. So, worry less about what I had to do and more about how you can stay on your toes and be useful to me in this investigation instead of just riding my coattail. I say while angrily rolling my eyes. Our handlers clear their throats just as annoyed as I am with Seth and my banter. So, what endel do you have, Mirza? My handler questions, hurrying our meeting along and getting us back on track. Since we can only meet monthly for short periods to keep from blowing our cover, every minute is the essence. I clear my throat thinking about all the romantic gestures and sheer bliss. I've been experiencing since encountering Oleg. I shake those thoughts from my mind and clearing my throat, I lamely answer, the mystery man that spent the big bucks on me was Oleg Levin. So, thanks Seth. Your fuck up led me right to the big kahuna. He's talked very little about the business, but apparently he's no longer the boss. He's now the underboss to someone. That's so fucking bizarre. The mob is inherited, so the only way he wouldn't be the boss is if he had a sibling out there somewhere. He's bullshitting you, hottie. Seth blurts out, laughing. I elbow him in his stomach, and I'm satisfied by his loud yelp. Cherry, my informant, has been making some connections with the Pleasure Playhouse girls, and there are rumors about the new leadership. Word on the street is that he has an older sister back from the dead, supposedly. Apparently, she's wreaking havoc trying to prove her worth, and everyone in the business is terrified. She's causing waves with politicians and rivals, and they're thinking a war is brewing amongst the mobsters, I tell the group, providing them with the last and most pertinent piece of intel I have to disclose thus far. I'm met by silence and three pairs of eyes bugging out of their sockets, staring at me as if I said I saw the Nabu Royal Starship on my way over here. My handler raises her hand for a high five, and broadly smiling, I slap her palm. We break out into a happy dance, and the men look at us with a mixture of envy and pride. Our victory is short-lived when Seth's handler questions, Do you think you can bug Oleg's office or home to see if these rumors check out? It was my turn for my eyes to bug out like a cartoon character as I swallowed the lump of fear down my throat. Oleg continues to ask me to come to his home and let him only whatever that means there has been trust building between us and we grow closer by the day so i did have a way to get into his personal space to plant the bugs in his home 
I nervously run my hand down the front of my pants, responding, Yes, I can plant them at his home. Both handlers smile and the rest of the conversation is a blur as I feel panic and fear consume me. As they exit the safe house, I hear Steph, mother, Damn, I wish I could be a fly on Oleg's bedroom wall or Oleg to get a piece of Patel's ass. Fuck you, Steph. I heard that you fucking perv. I scream as the door closes and the foyer echoes of his laughter. I hold my face in my hands, trying to calm my racing heart. These wires would be a task that would either cause me to leave Vegas in a body bag or lead to the demise of the man that's starting to mean something to me. If you were to search voyeur on Wikipedia, you would see a picture of Oleg fucking Levin. Since I had agreed to his terms for our little arrangement, I'd been dicked down by endless cocks while he watched stroking his gigantic dick. There was nothing that got him more hot and bothered than watching another man fuck his woman. Over the past few weeks, he'd watch acquaintances fuck me, sometimes joining and always finishing with the aftercare making sweet, excellent fucking love to me. I am becoming so immersed into his world, it's as if Mirza Patel was ceasing to exist. Serenity was no longer a persona I embodied, but was morphing into my new identity. As much as I enjoyed Oleg's doting and showering me with affection and gifts, my task of planting bugs into his home and getting intel back to my team had become nearly impossible. Oleg lived in a fortress somewhere on the outskirts of Las Vegas, but I have no fucking clue where his home is located. Every time I manage to leave his home, I'm blindfolded, forced to wear sound counseling headphones, and we change cars multiple times to get to our next destination. Then, when Oleg was in the car with me, it was a whole nother story. He would blindfold me, blast 90s R&B, baby-making music, into the car, and fuck my wet pussy until I couldn't remember my name. So I relied on scarce meetups with Cherry at the Pleasure Playhouse or Spas to pass on intel and get the needed devices for this mission. Cherry was an excellent informant because she used sex acts and lewd performances to conceal the information she passed on to me. I'm proud of my girl. However, it wasn't much help when the fortress that Oleg called home had so many cameras, and I don't even think I could shit without being recorded. At this instant, I allow myself to lose myself in sexual pleasure as I deep throat the huge cock that is balls deep in my mouth. I suck my cheeks in, letting the man pound my mouth as I swirl my tongue around the tip of his manhood. Seconds later, I feel Oleg's big hand stroking my ass cheeks while making me break out into goosebumps of delight as he plants soft kisses down my spine. I let out a low, throaty groan of appreciation when his tongue connects with my sensitive clitoris as he begins to eat me out. I turn over control to the man who currently has his cock down my throat to fuck my mouth at his desired pace as I focus on the pleasure of Oleg's mouth on my hot, wet horse.
I'm hoping he'll take me from behind as my pussy soaks from our intimate connection. As if reading my mind, I feel the tip of his huge erect dick at my entrance. I let out a loud grunt of pleasure as he slams himself all the way into my pussy, waiting as my body accommodates his large size. Then I fall into a euphoric world as both cocks move in rhythm with one another, filling me deep and so full. Moments pass. And the only sound in the room is our pants of ecstasy and flesh beating against flesh. I feel hot semen coat my throat as I suck the man in my mouth dry, feeling my orgasm begin to build. I curl my toes as my insides clamp down on a leg's big dick as he picks up his pace, massaging my insides, making my breath come in pants of pleasure. A knock on the door interrupts our moment, causing Oleg to mutter curses in Russian. He pulls out and slams into me hard, making me come apart loudly, my screams vibrating throughout the room as my orgasm shatters. Uh. Oleg pulls my back towards him, kissing my neck, toying with my nipples, and sets a punishing pace. The knock on the door gets louder as he fucks his frustrations into me until I feel his body convulse and his teeth spill inside me. He kisses my temple and lets my body fall limply onto the bed, exhausted by the strength of my sexual release. He grabs his 9mm pistol off the end table in a fit of rage from the interruption. I wipe my sweaty hair from my face as I watch him peek out of the door and an argument ensues. He closes the door and lets out a string of curses as he throws on a pair of gray sweatpants and a white muscle tank. I admire his lean, muscular frame that any Calvin Klein model would envy. He says something in Russian to the guests in our bedroom and he immediately dresses and leaves quickly. Oleg crouches down in front of me, planting kisses down my jawline, takes my mouth in a rough, searing kiss that leaves my body aching for more. My sis, I have an unexpected guest who needs my urgent attention, Peach. I'll come back up here when I'm done. You know the rules. For your safety, don't leave our fucking room. He barks, stroking my cheek and then exiting the room. Fuck! Here was my chance. I hop off the bed with adrenaline pumping through my veins and I quickly throw on a silk robe. I rush to my toiletry bag and pull out my fake birth control pack that encases the bug I need to plant in his personal office down the hall from his bedroom. I grab my camera jammer device, lock picking kit, and scurry to the bedroom door. I hold my breath, praying he hasn't locked me into the room, and quietly exhale as I open the door and look both ways as I dart out and down the hall to his office. I pick his office lock in a blink of an eye and I press the button to jam his cameras in this room. I hear my heartbeat roaring in my ears as I quickly move around, finding the best place to plant the wiretap. I have less than a minute to execute this task or end up having my brains blown across this office space. Once the bug is securely in place, I hightail it out of his office. As I quietly close the door on jamming the camera, I see one of his men walking by and I fall on my hands and knees as if I'm looking for something I lost. He walks by me with appreciation in his eyes because I'm sure he saw my bare ass and pussy since this robe leaves nothing to the imagination. My attention is quickly averted as I hear loud screams from downstairs. 
glass breaking and objects being thrown. I see a woman with identical sandy brown hair angrily striding to the front door with his housekeeper. She quickly whips her head around and I cover my mouth to conceal a gap. His older sister, Arena Levin, has been hiding in plain sight. As she shoots him the middle finger, she covers her eyes with her designer shades and gracefully walks out the front door. So, the Levin's Mafia defense attorney, Tiana Walker, was actually their new leader and heir to the Mafia throne. I just kept getting luckier and luckier when it came to this case. My blood runs cold in my veins as I feel the barrel of a gun point to the back of my head. A leg yanks me up roughly by my arm and it takes everything for me not to go in training mode to save my life. He moves the gun to my temple while he manhandles me to his bedroom. He hurls me into the room and I crawl quickly towards the bed and flip to face him. I pretend to shake from fear as I stare into the gun barrel that Oleg waves in my face. I feel a lump forming in my throat as he stands above me with furious eyes. I'm sorry, I, I don't know why I left the room. I heard all the commotion and it terrified me. So I was coming in search of you. I whimper, trying to keep my calm. Why should I fucking believe you and not believe that you were snooping around my fucking house? He grunts, pushing my chin up with the barrel of the gun so that we're eye to eye. I sit in a submissive position on the floor and trusting my instincts that he won't shoot me, I free his dick from his pants. What the fuck? He sputters, taken aback by my brazen action. Two options. Choose choice A and blow my motherfucking brains out. Or choose choice B and let me blow your mind with a sexy apology. I flirt, moving the gun from my face and shoving his dick down my throat. This would be the best blowjob I have ever given since my life literally depends on it. I hear him put the safety on the gun and toss it on the bed as he grabs the back of my head while I suck his soul out of his body through his dick. The wiretap I have planted in Oleg's personal home office has proven to be a triumphant win for the FBI. They are getting a lot of inside knowledge about the Levin business and were upping up their game to move in and take this menacing mafia family down. However, the closer I got to Oleg, the more I warred with myself on what information I was willing to share with the FBI that could potentially lead to Oleg and his family's legacy's downfall. Oleg brought me into his world and treated me like an absolute queen. That night, we were headed to a dinner party thrown by one of Oleg's family members. It'd be my debut as his way of staking a claim on me as his woman. I stood in our grandiose closet dressed in a red couture floor-length dress that hugged all my curves and showcased a generous amount of cleavage. I snapped the diamond earrings to my ear, but I'm having difficulty fastening the diamond pendant drop necklace around my neck. I feel the gentle touch of Oleg's hands whisks across my neck, causing my blood to freeze in my veins. This wasn't an ordinary diamond pendant. It was a diamond necklace fitted with a wire that would allow the FBI not only to hear what was being said at this dinner party, but give video evidence against the Levin family. I hold my breath until he has it fastened around my neck. 
his lips kissing my nape as he grabs my hand to leave for the party. The FBI was getting bolder in their pursuit of the Levin Mafia, putting me more on edge and fearful of my possible death. Once again, I was blindfolded and wore noise-canceling headphones to drive to our destination. Oleg was nervous about this dinner party because he hadn't touched me and I could feel the anxiety radiating off his body. I felt around in the back seat until I grasped his hand and stroked it, offering him some tranquility. He lifts my fingers to his mouth and kisses them gently, sending a shiver of sexual desire to the cleft between my thighs, which causes my skin to break out in goosebumps. The car comes to a stop and I'm whisked out of the vehicle. Then my jaw hits the ground because I'm taken aback by the incredible beauty of this mansion. Oleg leads me up the stairs to the front door and into the spectacular foyer. We run into a gorgeous woman with sandy brown hair and striking grayish bluish eyes as we walk towards the dining hall. She's dressed in a short and revealing deep blue cocktail dress and towers over me in sky high hills. At a second glance I realize I'm face to face with Arena Levin or Sienna Walker depending on what mask she's wearing for the night. Oleg gives her an insincere smile and a curt nod, leading me into the beautiful dining room and pulling out a chair for me. I sit gracefully, and he sits to the seat to my right. Oleg's sister is the hostess of this party, and she is showing up as Arena for the night. She sits at the head of the large dining table with her head held high and her eyes devoid of all emotion. Since Oleg is the underboss, we sit to the right of her position, which signifies he is her right-hand man. For most of the delicious dinner, I can't understand most of the conversation because it's spoken in Russian and some Italian. The dinner begins peacefully, but as it gets closer to dessert, I can feel the room becoming tenser with each meal course. I watch as Oleg tries to soothe Arena's ruffled feathers with affirmations and calls her Ari, which softens her eyes from time to time. However, once dessert is served, all hell breaks loose, just as I've predicted. An older man a few seats down rises to his feet and begins screaming demands at Arena. She stands up, anger causing her body to turn a bright red as she holds her ground and screams back a few explicitives in Russian. Oleg tries his best to calm her down, but she brushes him off. Somebody wants to be made a fucking example, don't they? Arena yells across the room. Before I know it, she has put a bullet into the man's chest. Before his body even hits the ground, I'm shoved under the table as I listen to shots sell across the room. I feel blood seeping into my shoes while I hide under the table and the thoughts of Arena being clearly hot-headed and unhinged float through my mind. The rumors at the Pleasure Playhouse were true. She was definitely stirring the war, and I was currently in the midst of the catalyst that set it all off. I scream as I am dragged from under the table by my forearm and forced to crawl through blood and spilt food to get to the kitchen. All the chaos around us makes my heart pound out of my chest and I look up realizing that I'm being pulled from the room by a leg. Once there is 
a safe distance between us and the dining room, he picks me up and carries me into a garage, picking a random car and driving us out the back onto a dirt road. I'm not blindfolded for the first time, but the scenery around us as the car flies through the wooded area is still unidentifiable. I glance over at Oleg. His lips are thin and his knuckles are white as he grips the steering wheel. He roughly pulls the car off to the side of the road and stops it. I dig my nails into the dash to try to keep from having whiplash. He bangs hard on the steering wheel, swearing under his breath and then jumps out of the car. I watch as he has a mental breakdown and falls to the ground onto his knees. I know I will get so much shit for this, but I rip the pendant from my neck, tossing it on the dash as I get out of the vehicle. Oleg wasn't a mafia warlord, and underboss are a villain to me. Oleg was a man, a gentle and kind-hearted man, who was just born into a terrible lifestyle. Ruining my dress, I sit on my knees in front of him as he tries to hide his face from me, but I don't back down, ripping his arm from his eyes. My heart breaks into tiny pieces as I witness the tears glistening in his dark eyes that he's forcing back. I wait in silence until he pulls me into his arms for comfort. He whispers so quietly, I strain to hear his quiet words. That fucking bitch should have stayed dead. Our fucking father would have been proud. She's bad-tempered, impulsive, and power-hungry. A war is brewing, and she's putting more and more blood on my hands. I had to kill some of the family I grew up with tonight to protect that soulless bitch. Arena, my sister, is hell on hills. I struck my hand through his hair as his shoulders slump in defeat. He lets out a loud scream of anger that causes me to jump. I see blood seeping from a wound on Oleg's abdomen, and I place my hand on it. He strokes my face and continues. It's probably just the flesh wound. I've been shot so much, I'm numb to it all. Ari killed my father's last living brother, so there will be hell to pay. I'm not built for this shit. My dad knew it. I know it. Everyone does. I never lived up to his standards, which I'm happy because the man was the fucking devil. My sister Arena is definitely his spawn. I just have always wanted out of this fucking life. He then pounds his fist into the side of the car, and I can't hold back my tears because Oleg is a victim of this mafia lifestyle. Before I know it, I'm kissing him, and I allow him to rip my clothes off, and we make love under the night sky. As he lays on my chest, I hope I've brought him comfort, because I didn't particularly appreciate seeing the man I love hurting. The lines have become blurred, but I knew, whoever I was in this moment, that Oleg Levin owned my fucking heart. I sit on the balcony attached to our bedroom trying to gather my thoughts. Every fucking turf that the Levin Mafia owns has become a fucking bloodbath since the night of Arena's dinner party. My case was ending and my undercover gig was almost over. I have turned over all my intel on the Levin Mafia to my higher-ups and they've promised me a higher paying role within organized crime and dangled a promotion in my face if I could help them close this case. I had infiltrated the most infamous Russian mafia family that no other agent was able to accomplish and at least tell the story. I guess there was some truth to the statement that pussy was power, 
Like so many women before me, I had brought a man down to his knees with my gender and sexuality, making me feel like a modern day Helen of Troy. Today would be my last day of playing Serenity. I, Marcia Patel's last undercover duty was to stall and pretend to be a decoy until the FBI stormed Oleg's property and detained us. But I was trying to develop ways to best complete this task. I hear loud noises coming from the bedroom, so I rush from the balcony to see Oleg opening up a floorboard and pulling out guns, big wads of cash, and packed duffel bags. My brows furrow in confusion as I watch him rush around the room lethally, trying to grab everything of value to him. Oleg, what's going on, baby? I frantically ask as I feel my pulse begin to race. Fuck. Serenity. Shit's bad. Arena has caused the war and the FBI has been snooping around, he exclaims, not slowing down his actions as he continues to rush around the room. I freeze, thinking, this is it. Fuck. They figured it out. And I watch as he grabs his 9mm from the end table, holding my breath and closing my eyes to brace for my death as he put the bullet between my eyes. After a few seconds, I open my eyes and he's standing in front of me. Artie is already blowing in the fucking wind. We have to lay low until a shit blows over. The associates can keep our business going over here in the States. This is fucking crazy, but I want you to come with me, Peach. Come with me to hide out in the Caymans. My plane leaves in 10 minutes. Oleg, please. His eyes full of emotion as he lays his forehead gently against mine. Come with him. Escape with him. I've been invited to escape with the man I love. For fuck's sake, this couldn't be happening. I am in too deep because I was definitely considering it. Especially when his lips gently kiss mine until I'm breathless and can't see straight. Let alone think rational thoughts. Could I give up my dream career in pursuit of love and happiness with a gangster? So listeners, I don't think Agent Patel's boss meant to lose yourself in your undercover identity when he said, by any means necessary. Do you? But I can definitely see how playing a character for many months can blur the lines of what's real and just pretend. Especially when you have a sexy as thin bad boy gangster awakening your sexuality and treating you like a fucking queen. But what would you choose, your morals or your lover? Would you cross over to the dark side to continue a love affair and throw all your life ambitions away? But wasn't Mirza Patel pretending this whole time? And wasn't Serenity just a persona she done to get a job done? Does Mirza Patel love Oleg, or is she in so deep she doesn't understand it's her alter ego serenity in love with this bad boy? It seems like yet again, her job with the FBI has consumed her life. <laughs> now doesn't it? <laughs> oh, so hot and sexy bedtime stories. From Lala's Thanks for tuning in to this week's Erotic Tale. For more erotic stories, sex tips, love advice, and sexual education, 
check out lalasbedtimetells.com and add me on Instagram for more erotic and sensual content at lalasbedtimetells. Please comment and share your fave sexy bedtime stories with erotica enthusiasts like you and me. Ta-ta until next time, sexies. <laughs>